Welcome to another episode of the Design and Style Podcast. We are a podcast for designers, by designers. I am one of your co-hosts, Dixie, Dixie Willard Design. And with me, as always, is beautiful, effervescent, Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And we wanted to say that the Design and Style Podcast is brought to you by the Visibility Lab. The Visibility Lab is the only membership group that focuses on the latest strategies and tools to help you get more visible while showcasing your specific brilliance. We've got weekly online office hours with both of us, monthly topics, in-depth worksheets, and exclusive monthly trainings. I have been waiting for this day for months, Dixie. Yes, she has. She's not lying. I am not lying. I know. We have... Karen Vaughn from the House of Vaughn, and she has been really, I mean, it's such an influence to me, I think, just because I don't think I had had a full vision of what I wanted to do, what I wanted my stamp to be in the design industry, you know, and Uh she kind of is that full picture. I was like, oh, okay, she does, you know, personal brand and lifestyle and travel plus interior design, you know, and I just love that about her. So I am like so excited that we got her on the podcast. And I love too that she's giving back to the interior design community by showing you exactly what it takes to put yourself out there to do design, all of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And just even, even things like dealing with HR, which I don't ever want to have to do. (laughs) It's been really exciting um, that one of our community members introduced us to her. She was already putting out great content and now she's well over. I haven't checked the numbers lately, but I know she just hit her 10,000. I checked it today. She had 17,050 subscribers today when I looked. That is crazy because mm-hmm. she just celebrated 10,000. So within like the last couple of weeks, she got seven more. How crazy is that? She is blowing up. Let's get to it. Karen Vaughn is a Canadian award-winning luxury interior designer, successful businesswoman, speaker, and YouTube personality. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me I'm just- more excited. <laughs> We have to announce that this is your first podcast interview. This is my very so first podcast interview. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling fun. legit right now that I'm You're doing a podcast. so <laughs> legit right now. Um, I have to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to out myself, Dixie. Okay. Okay. Well, um, if you didn't, I would have, so. I know. I know. Okay, That's why I want to do it myself. <laughs> love so, it. <laughs> our community introduced mm-hmm. us to you and I went on and I, can't even tell you. I binge watched you so hard. Awesome. Dixie would call me and um, try to. We'd try to do a meeting, and I'd be like, "Excuse me, I'm watching Karen Vaughn right now. I can't <laughs> I talk." Like, <laughs> I love that. You know what? That is that means so much to me and my entire team. That's like the best compliment, and I I always feel so just humbled and honored that people watch even a single episode on YouTube, let alone binge watch. So when people are saying like, "Oh my God, I'm binge watching you right now," right now, I'm always like wow, that's so amazing. So thank you so much. It really, I do really feel humbled and honored about that. 
you receive it so well too. Cause when somebody says that to me, I'm all, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing because when you're putting yourself out there a lot, as I'm sure with you guys are with your podcast, right? It's, yeah. there's a certain amount of vulnerability that has to happen as you're putting yourself out into the public, whatever the platform is. And so I think, um, and I think for people who are only watching or consuming, they may might not realize the type of vulnerability that there is there. So when you get a compliment or when people are really loving the content that you're putting out, it's just like an amazing, it's an amazing compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our um, community focuses around visibility. Yes. And most yeah. of our community are solo um, design firms and small design residential design firms. Yeah. It's mostly stagers, stylists, and decorators. Okay. Um, yeah. And 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 designers too, interior designers. Dixie's okay. got. I always say Dixie's got alphabet soup behind her name. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so um, I love that you talk about the vulnerability. A lot of people reach yeah. out to us and say, "You guys are so confident," and we're like, "We're really." It, I mean, there is a, now we, you know, down the road, we are a bit confident, but I think courage trumps confidence. You Definitely. have to be, you have to be courageous and you have to put yourself out you there. You have to be courageous. Yeah. And I think that, um, the only way to become more confident is by doing and by trying, right. And by getting outside of your comfort zone. And so, and that's the only way that growth happens too business growth or personal growth is that you have to be consistently getting outside of your comfort zone. So, and that could be anything from doing a podcast to doing a YouTube episode to doing a cold call, which for me, um, if you've, I've talked about that a lot on my YouTube channel and building my business through cold calling. And I still do a lot of cold calling and that was a huge, I had to work at it. It it didn't come naturally in the beginning. It was super, super scary. I hated doing it in the beginning, but I was motivated to build my business. And the more that you do it and the more comfortable you get at it, the more that just builds your confidence. So I a hundred percent agree that courage, courage trumps confidence for sure, but courage is what leads to confidence. And I think failure is really important too. My gosh. Very important. I think you can't be growing and you can't be building, you know, your self-esteem if you're not failing and you're not dusting yourself off and moving forward again. So you, you can't, you can't live inside, you can't grow if you're living inside a box. What, um, we try to tell our community too, is you have to get uncomfortable and then stay there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Every time I like do something that's out of my comfort zone, once it starts to feel comfortable is when I start pushing again. For sure. And you know what? I think um, for me, I, with, I've, so there are times in my business and in my life where I just have to accept and embrace the discomfort, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And, you know, I, as a business owner, and even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you know that there are, t- there are ebbs and flows in business. And as you're growing, there's always challenges that you're taking on. It's like, it's not an easy road. And there's times that I've experienced when building my business where, um, you know, we hadn't been collecting on payments and our was hitting the fan with clients and we had overhead and staff to pay for and all of these commitments and so much pressure. And I couldn't see a new work coming around the corner. And those are always the scariest, um, toughest times to go through because you have so much pressure and commitment that you, that you have to do. And so in those moments, I always try to check myself and say, okay, you know what? It's uncomfortable right now. I'm just going to embrace the discomfort 
and this too shall pass. And I think um, it, that for me, that's really worked because it allows me to have a little bit of peace in, in those really hard times. And it allows me to approach any of the problems that are coming up or the challenges that are coming up from so much more of a centered place rather than being really reactive. Right. So yeah, but definitely embracing the discomfort is very, very important for sure. Okay. I have to ask you something. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds serious. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Dixie and I were, of course, you know, researching you. I, I didn't even need to research you, actually, because I've been <laughs> kind of doing that for the last couple months. Yeah. Um, but we love that you have this personal brand. Okay. As well yeah. as your firm. Like, I think yes. that's you. I think the reason why you resonated with me so much is because my um, background to design was organic. I didn't go to design school. I did get a certification in like 2005, okay. but I was a fashion stylist and prop cool. stylist and yeah. merchandiser. And I kind of did that, that track. Right. And, um, so for me, it's always been like, well, how do I bring this like fashion part? You know, yeah. I'm almost 50. So my fashion was in like what? my twenties. Oh yeah. my God, girl, you look like you're 30. <laughs> So amazing thing that happened like years ago, right? I'm like, how do I pull that in and make it, you know, and make it part of my thing? So that's why it really resonates. I love that you do in the past, you've done like the makeup and you've done lifestyle, your travels, Mm -hmm. um, all of that. So I just love that you do this whole personal cool branding of yourself is that what came first the personal brand or no it definitely wasn't the the personal brand so I definitely um built my business for um just head down worked hard for a full five years before I did anything on social media anything And, um, I think when, I mean, when I started my business, there wasn't Instagram. I don't even think it was really around because I started my business, I don't know, nine years ago and no one was really using it. And after five years, I had reached a certain level. Like I wouldn't say that I was like established in a big way, but I had reached a certain level of, you know, I had an office and I had staff and we had a few systems and the business was trucking along. And I, for me personally, I felt like, I, I loved what I had built, but self-expression was, is so important to me. And self-expression is we have, um, eight commandments at, at house of bond and self-expression is definitely one of them that you can express yourself, that you can show up, be who you are. Um, and I, I really felt like I had something to say and more to share beyond just my interior design work. And I sort of felt like, you know, I had a beautiful website and great portfolio photos, but I wasn't able to show my personal personality in the way that I wanted to. So it was about after five years that I just started dabbling with starting a blog and just really experimenting with social media. And it's just evolved into what it is now. And, um, I don't know. I just genuinely love it. You've been at it a while. Like you've been at it a while. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, the YouTube channel is technically probably about two years old or something like that, but we, we started really posting consistent content last January. So about a year. Yeah. A year ago. Um, and then, but I definitely started my blog probably about four ish years ago. And it was really, I mean, like anything, you start a business, it's trial and error, right? You're just experimenting what works, what doesn't work, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Um, and but the great thing was that I had already built a business and 
Um, so building a personal brand after that, um, I don't want to say like it was easier, but there was, it, it wasn't like I was trying to build a personal brand and then try to build a business on top of a personal brand. Cause that's not at all what I'm trying to do. It was just, this really is just a platform for self-expression. And then it's turned into an amazing way to give back to my community too, and share knowledge and be really honest and real about what's going on for me as a businesswoman. And the more I talk about that topic, it's amazing to me the response that I get from that. And then the realization that this is, okay, truly important work because we living in North America, I think we have, we have it so made as a businesswoman and in, as just as a woman in, in North America, but to be able to do all this stuff and have a business and grow a business and build a personal brand. I mean, there's so many countries in the world that can't do that or that need really awesome role models um, and strong women to look to. So now it's almost become a little bit more of it's, I feel like it's bigger than me, I guess. Oh my gosh. It's taken mm -hmm. on a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. I know. I think one of the, um, comments in our community was that they love the ones where you're just like being an entrepreneur is just so hard. Like sometimes yeah. when you're just like, you look great and you have your coffee and you're looking all cute but at the same time you could just tell there's like this weight of like so much decision for sure yeah and you know it's it's a it's an interesting thing the 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 entrepreneurial struggle because people don't want to talk about it people yeah. and there's a lot of um smoke and mirrors that happen yeah. in the, the hashtag when you're building a business Totally. Yeah. And I think also men and women think about business very differently too, which I've, I'm like fascinated by that topic. But um, yeah, so just the idea of smoke and mirrors and that you, you're trying to portray bigger than you are. You're trying to portray like you've got a bigger team than you do or that you have bigger clients than you do or more clients than you do um, or whatever that looks like for, you know, whichever industry. And the one thing that I really love about the YouTube channels, it's like, okay, this is, this is, you know, we are, we are peeling back the layer. We are peeling back the curtain and you get to see really what's happening behind the scenes. And, um, for me, there's something that's, I love about that because it's like the ultimate transparency, you know, like yeah. if you want to work with us, you can, you can see what it's like on our YouTube channel. Or if you, yeah, if you want to know anything about us, it's, it's right there. And it just is, you know, it is what it is. Even, mm -hmm. even there was one episode I was watching and I don't remember which it fell under the, the entrepreneurial part of it, but mm -hmm. you were talking about how much you hate, um, HR issues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. I, I don't want HR to hire issues. people I hate, because I, I don't want to have to deal with all of that yeah. issues. And it's just, it's nice to hear that you're not the only one, you know, totally. Like, yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think that women and entrepreneurs think that they have to have it all together and that you have to love what you're doing every single day and your job is amazing. And, um, you know, this is your passion. So why would you be having a bad day kind of thing? And I think that even if you're doing what you're passionate about, it's still, it's still a job at the end of the day, you still have commitments and there's still, you still have to wake up and do your job and not every aspect of that job you're going to love. And that's totally okay. That's totally okay. You don't have to love every aspect of it. And I think there's actually something really powerful in really being identify, being able to identify the things that you don't like and passionately don't like, because you know right away that's something that you need to give to someone else because they're going to do a way better job than you are at it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love, have you ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth? No. Gilbert? Oh, you know what? But I've heard of it. It's Big Magic. So yeah, I've heard of good. it. Is and it? She, she talks about it and about um, choosing something that you're passionate about. Basically, when you do that, you're choosing yeah. which sandwich you're going to eat, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's either yes. the corporate yes. thing that you don't like doing, or even if it's something you love doing, we still have to eat the same one, just a different flavor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Really exactly. I think I remember uh, Marie Forleo talking about that on one of her YouTube episodes or had interviewed her and she was saying the exact same thing that when you, even when you do what you're passionate about, there's a certain amount of sandwich that you have that comes with that passion. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's so true. And I think it's just the, the, hopefully the goal or the aim in life is to just, you know, eat as little of sandwich. <laughs> as you possibly can, but that everybody has to and is going to, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's so But I do funny. think as an entrepreneur too, you, I mean, there's so, I often say that like, sometimes I feel, I feel like the janitor and the firefighter. Mm-hmm. That's really like, the, I'm a glorified janitor and firefighter. I put out all the problems and clean up all the Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so, so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to need a tweetable. <laughs> Speaking of Marie Forleo, tweetable. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had a question. So when did you decide, or did you decide from the beginning, was it so intentional, what you're doing, to hire a media team? Oh, like, to hire a media first team. do it like, oh, I'm just going to mm. do it by myself and, and, and one other, or... I have to say, truly, the media team um, was an organic, happened organically. Um, And more than anything, out of a need, um, well, I'm a believer in, uh, like, hiring for attitude and training for skill. Yeah. And um, I'm also a believer in hiring the right people, and that that will help direct where the ship is going to go. Um, versus trying to steer the ship in a certain direction and then trying to find people to fill those roles. Um, so really the media team, I mean, Sama, as you guys all know, or Kristen, I mean, she had been shooting fashion for me, um, just on contract for, so we had developed a relationship for, I don't know, maybe a year or two, maybe even longer than that. And, um, one day she approached me and said, Hey, you know what, if you're ever looking to hire someone full-time, I'd be interested in shooting for you and and doing video. And I mean, that was amazing that I, it was great that I love hearing that, that she wanted to come on board with the team. And I was at the time I was kind of like, Oh, you know, could, could we afford someone full time in house? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I knew I loved working with her and I knew that, you know, when you hire the right person, the role will um, it's kind of like that build it and they will come analogy like the role will sort of evolve and if that person can add value to your business then um it'll work and so it was a little bit of a leap of faith when i brought her on board and it was great because we were able to just start collaborating in a really cool way um and developing and i mean the cool thing too is that she she's been here like with the youtube channel basically since the beginning um you know when we tested out our first few videos and um so it's been a fun journey to go through people and do through the experimental phase, um, which when you're in startup and that's kind of sometimes how I've thought about the media team is it's almost feels like a little startup again, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And um, there's something that's like really exciting and fun about startup because you don't know where yeah. it's going to go and you don't know where your next job is going to come from and, you know, how are you going to make money and then how are you going to be profitable? And there's a certain excitement that comes with that. And then, you know, once you take your business to a level where it's now sustainable um, and profitable, like if you are, if, you, if you're a true, like true thoroughbred entrepreneur, like I am, yeah. as soon as you take your business to a point of sustainability, it's like insanely boring. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's like this weird thing that happens. It's almost like the excitement and the thrill of trying to get something off the ground and the challenge. Um, it's, it's like self-torture. The brutal challenge of trying to get something off the ground is the exciting part. And then once it's all the pieces are in place, it's kind of like, oh, okay. It's kind of like new, uh, new <laughs> design projects. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so awesome. And then you're yeah. like in it in the middle and you're like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, when, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think with the media team too, I mean, for me, I like, really, um, like I said before, I, self-expression is super important to me. And I wanted to be working in media for a really long time, to be totally honest. I had been trying to actually get a TV show off the ground for pretty much as long as I have had my interior design business. So See, that's, that's what I was wondering. Cause I yeah. even re I remember one of the videos, um, that you did that you said be being famous was actually one of your values that you wanted to Yep. Not a value, yep. but you yep. one of your things. Oh, totally. Like a little thing in your soul that you Oh, yeah, to. totally. Totally. So, yeah, the yeah. feeling, yeah, that's like your core desired feelings. Yes. And one of them, yeah, for sure. Um, feeling famous. Feeling famous. It's different yeah. than being famous. Yes, yes. Like, it, doesn't, it almost doesn't matter if I am famous. Yes. It's just if I feel feel yes. that way um, and no one knows about me, That that's enough, right? Yes. And so- yes. Um, yeah, that was a powerful moment being able to identify that because when you, and then being able to say it out loud too, right? I like the way yeah. you actually reframed that for me because very Danielle Laporte, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's true because as an introvert, I don't mind as an introvert, I don't mind feeling famous, but I don't yeah. necessarily want to be. You guys don't mind if you see Sama in the background. No, Do you know? no it's part of your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I cut you off there. Yes. No, totally. no, no. Yeah. So, so I love the way that you reframe that because I remember when you said mm -hmm. it, I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I was trying to think in myself, like, is that something that that I'm feeling too? And I was like, no, no, no. Uh, mm -hmm. But the way you reframed it, yeah, I do like, I mean, obviously we put ourselves out there in a big way every, you know, yeah. <laughs> every day. So there must be that, that little something in there, right? For sure. And I think, you know, whatever those, those core desired feelings are like one, if it was successful, you know, the f being successful is so subjective and right. being su successful to different people means different things. So, but for you, if you just want to feel successful and you know what that feels like to you, that might not be money. It might not be, you know, Lifestyle a huge agency. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be something, it might be having just a very rich network of friends and family mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a great career. That might be successful to you. And so that feeling is yeah. so much more important than the attainment of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm hmm yeah. I'm so glad we talked about that. I like because, your fur, by the way. Well, I had to. I, I'm it all was intentional. Her. It was intentional. It was intentional. You yeah. for me. I almost threw it on my shoulders, it. just kind of like Karen Bond style, you know? I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
she, she um, really is. She really does have a crush on you. It's we're not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, amazing. It's for real. Total yeah. business. Crush. Yeah. It's well, for we're real. mutually girl crushing right now. So <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Um, what else did I want to say? I think I lost my place. Hold on. Somebody called me Wilma uh, Flintstone chic. I went oh. to and I wore this. They went, oh, you're so Wilma Flintstone chic. <laughs> I <today."> love it. <laughs> I love that. I love the background too. Are you, this is your office? I love yes. Design. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. 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 My yeah. home office. I work from home. Oh, we yeah. Do, so. Awesome. Anything else, Dixie? I lost my place. I t- oh, no. You're crushing. I can see <laughs> yeah. it in her eyes. Okay. When she gets <laughs> that glowy look in her one. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you guys talk about visibility a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And that's well, a and big that's focus. A- yeah, that's actually a good, a good segue into something mm-hmm. I did want to ask about, which is yeah. has having your YouTube channel with all of the different aspects in it, mm-hmm. how has that enhanced your design business? So interesting <clears throat> that you would ask that. Um, and to be totally honest, I feel like it's too early to say because it's still growing and evolving. Um, but one of the things that I am a firm believer in, and at least for our practice and for House of Bond, is that social media is not the same thing as sales. And I've said that before on, a, I, th- I think, another video where um, the sales process and being very active on social media are two completely, completely different things. And currently are my social media audience is also very different than our interior design client. Um, So, you know, and right now, whether I bridge that gap, you know, over the next year or over the next five years, that might happen. But right now, um, that's not to say that clients and stuff like that don't come through social media. They do, but it's not a huge um, portion of the work that we do. So I think for me, I think for I, Gary V said it best where I think he said, you know, building a brand just to build a personal brand is pointless. Or he said something along those lines, pointless. like what's the yeah. point in having a personal brand just for the yeah. sake of having a personal brand. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, it, I mean, it is good for visibility and it, it's great for credibility. And like I said, it's, Again, transparency is one of our eight commandments at House of Bond. So by being able to, you know, lift the curtain for people to see what's going on, I, I feel like that is the ultimate transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, I do notice that we get, I get more calls from people who have seen the YouTube channel or Instagram um, for all sorts of different reasons. It's, it's not always, um, and actually very infrequently, oh, I saw you on YouTube and I would love to hire you to design my place. So that doesn't happen very often, but who knows that that could change. Um, but I don't even know if that's necessarily why the point of the YouTube channel, like for me, it really is about, you know, community and really about giving back and sharing. So it, I don't necessarily see it as like a sales um, tool. Funnel that makes sense. But it, it is nice though, to have those avenues there where it, sometimes it's not the client that sees it. It's somebody who knows your client. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that hasn't happened yet. It, maybe it will, (laughs) it will, but it hasn't happened. I don't know. I'll check back with you guys in a couple of years and you'll say like, Oh my God, we get all of our clients from YouTube. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because 
I think your audience is designers, uh, decor more like enthusiasts. Yeah. You get the question a lot, how do you become an interior designer? For sure. Yes. Now, I have the opposite. So almost all of my traffic to my website, which means I need to do a better SEO job, is Facebook. <laughs> I just, okay. posted, I, last night, I, when I mm. post a picture of a before and after, I just posted a picture of me putting a cover on a bed. Somebody, mm. and, and just with like a, um, a post that says, uh, you know, this couple's going to sleep well tonight. Does your bedroom need a refresh? And I got a right. client like that and I booked right. it after the design. So I get Amazing. a lot. It's the way that I show and, and kind of like tag my, or do my posts or whatever. I've yeah. nailed that down, but I have a very different client than you do. You have a big right. team and you have big projects and you know yeah and that was so actually low. one thing I was just going to say is um that that's the thing too is I think if it's um you want to use social media as a tool for um client acquisition or attracting new clients mm -hmm. I think identifying you know a first of all are your clients even hanging out on social media yeah yeah right because yeah. some are when we're doing big homes and like international projects, like they're just not finding us on social media. That's just not yeah. where they are. Yeah. So definitely that's not a tool to track them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think if that's, and I definitely think that there can be a lot of client acquisition or, you know, lead generation through social media, but yeah. I think having to, you have to understand your client first and, yes. and, yes. and then, yeah, strategize for that. Mm -hmm. And you have different, um, like I have gotten clients through like from, uh, I did a little like one of these and went into okay. private banking. And yeah. so those right. people, the founders of the bank and, and the chairmen of the board, they're on LinkedIn. Right. So exactly. I connect with them on there LinkedIn. And as long as I'm sharing what I'm doing, then I'm kind of top of mind when that stuff. So those, yes. those that's happened too, even though I'm not a heavy hitter on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of different. You have to know the different ones and, you know. Yeah. And I think too, you know, right now in, at social media, it's, I mean, social, it's the hot thing right now. Like everybody's yeah. doing social media. There's that new platform, Vivo or whatever that I've just. Seen that. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, another one. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's important as a business owner to, um, look at everything objectively and go, okay, what, what do I feel is going to be authentic, authentic to my practice? Yeah. And then what like what, where do I want to spend my time and energy and effort? Um, when it comes to whether it's promotion or visibility or client acquisition or sales brand building, because there's so many different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think we can get really caught up in what everybody is doing yeah. and really trying to, you know, aggressively do the same thing that everybody else is doing. Yeah. But that could be, and especially if you are a solo entrepreneur, entrepreneur. I mean, there's only one of you. So there's only yeah. so much time that yeah. you have yeah. and you want to make sure that you are maximizing that efficiency as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I think always just like taking a pause and stepping back a little bit is. We is, always say if social useful. media was a gym, we would deadlift Facebook. <laughs> so you have nice. to like, people like try to like flip totally. around and they're, yeah. they, they don't get any footing because they don't focus because they are, they're like, oh, that's the next new thing. And that's yeah. the, oh, I love Karen Bond. I'm a, I want my YouTube channel exactly. that many followers, you know? And yeah, it's like, exactly. you never, they never focus and just deadlift something. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things that I did is I, I did a live stream for a year straight. 
Wow. I think I, I think, yeah, I think I knew that about you. That's, no way. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a big commitment to be able to that do that. Was, yeah. And that's what we teach is that's what people are missing is mm-hmm. um, it's not so much the confidence, it's the courage and commitment. That's the problem that people the discipline, the discipline. Yeah. Yes. And that's discipline, I think is um, if you want to achieve something, it never comes without hard work and a little bit of sacrifice. Right. And if you want to make a shift in your life, I think discipline is so important and so, so difficult to do. I find it personally difficult oh, to yeah. do because there's so many distractions. And so changing your habits is like, Oh my God. But that discipline, if you know, if you keep practicing and you show up every day for that one little thing, eventually it will shift and change. It yeah. does turn into something. That's why I know yeah. your YouTube channel, you, it's just going to, I'm excited to see what happens. Aww. It's like, it, yeah. I always love, Dixie and I will be planners, like we'll go to <laughs> market or whatever. Yeah. And we'll be like, okay, we scheduled this, but we always leave room for magic. Yeah. And so I love just I love that. putting something, being pulled by intuition, and then mm-hmm. leaving a little space for chance meetings, chance conversations. Mm-hmm. For sure. Know? Yeah, because you never know what's going to happen. And I think if you're really truly in alignment, in alignment with who you are and what you're doing and and very intentional about how you're moving things, I think that great, great things are going to happen. Right. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. So much. It's so wonderful Karen. to meet you guys. Oh my yeah. gosh. Thank we you so much you. for having me on your show. Oh my gosh. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah. Well, what did you think? How fun was that? (laughs) What do you mean? What did I think? That was amazing. Of course it was. And you got all, you got all dreamy eyed at the end too. I totally busted you. Maybe a little bit. I try and hide it, but I'm not, I'm not, apparently my face shows everything that I'm thinking or feeling. So I should not try and hide anything really. Cause no, no, no. She was so, she was exactly how I thought. That's what I love about video and watching video content mm-hmm. because right when we hopped on with her, she had no idea who we were, but you know, actually she did. She sounded like she had done some, you know, yeah. she yeah. a few things about us. Um, but I was so surprised to learn that we were her fir- first podcast. Right. Like she has this big YouTube channel yeah. now. And she was like, she's like, I feel legit. This is my first podcast. <laughs> I'm, I think I mentioned it, but I feel really special that, that we were her first. Yeah. Yeah. So she was so nice. Mm-hmm. And she, she's just the real deal. I am so looking forward to seeing where this journey takes her. I have a feeling she's going to just blow up. And oh, yeah. so I look forward to crossing paths with her. I hope that we get to see her like at high point or something like that in the future. I've got my fingers crossed. This podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.